Sometimes going to the grocery store can be chaotic. There doesn't seem to be enough time to check the list, make sure everything is there, search for the best prices, and take the time to make sure you get the best quality meat. So let ButcherBox help you out. Giving you peace of mind, ButcherBox delivers high-quality meat and seafood that you can trust straight to your door. No grocery carts required. Humanely raised, no antibiotics or hormones, 100% grass-fed, free-range, and crate-free, what more can you ask for? What about free shipping, customized box plans, exclusive member deals, recipe inspirations, tips, and tricks? You really can't go wrong with ButcherBox. Sign up at butcherbox.com slash morning cup and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional $20 off. Choose salmon, chicken breasts, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash morning cup and use code morning cup to choose your free for a year offer plus get $20 off your first order. Hey guys, I have a podcast that I think you'll really enjoy. Proof, the investigative true crime podcast co-hosted by Susan Simpson of Undisclosed and Jacinda Davis of Evil Lives Here is releasing its highly anticipated second season where they investigate the murder of 18-year-old Renee Ramos. The first season, which if you haven't listened to yet, you totally should, saw the release of two Georgia men serving life sentences for murdering their friend, Brian Bowling. And thanks to evidence unearthed by proof, on December 8th, 2022, both Daryl Lee Clark and Kane Joshua Story were finally freed after 25 years behind bars. With that same investigative drive, Susan and Jacinda are on the case again, and this time, they are on the streets of Manteca, California, to find out who really killed Renee Ramos. In proof, murder at the warehouse, you hear how, on June 5th, 2000, Renee's body was found buried beneath a pile of debris inside a new Home Depot building. And how, despite tips hinting at alternate suspects, her boyfriend, 18-year-old Jake Silva, and 33-year-old Ty Lopez were arrested and convicted of her murder. Fans of true crime and investigative series won't want to miss this riveting new season. Follow the case as Susan and Jacinda uncover long-overlooked evidence about what really happened to Renee, by listening to Proof, Murder at the Warehouse, wherever you get your podcasts. There were two more murders 15 miles away. When police the arrived, they found the telephones and electricity lines. We have a weird homicide. A scene described by one investigator as reminiscent of a weird... Morning. Cup of murder. We hope beyond all hope that the tragedies we talk about every day never touch us or our loved ones. But if we are unlucky enough to have someone we care about taken away by a killer, we hope that the investigators involved will fight for justice. On December 21st, 2018, a man was convicted for the murder of an eight-year-old girl. A girl whose murder was solved by a relentless group of investigators who never gave up. So if you like your coffee hot but your bones chilled, sit back and start your day with a morning cup of murder. April Tinsley was described as a typical eight-year-old girl. The first grader was beloved by her family and friends, was a member of the children's choir at her Fort Wayne, Indiana church, and enjoyed the freedom of walking from house to house to play with friends. Unfortunately, that freedom was about to be taken advantage of. On April 1st, 1988, less than a month after her eighth birthday, 
April and her two friends began their walk to a different house to play when she realized she forgot her umbrella at the previous location. She went back to get it around 3 p.m. and never made it back with her friends. When she failed to come home in time for dinner that night, April's mother reported her missing and pretty quickly, the Fort Wayne Police Department formed a search that included 250 of their officers and 50 more volunteers. Everyone was looking for April, and that search became more urgent when a witness came forward saying they saw a man in his 30s forcing a young girl he believed to be April into his blue pickup truck. The search carried on for three more days, but on the 4th, a jogger near Spencerville, Indiana, called with some devastating news. April Tinsley was found dead in a ditch about a 30 or so minute drive away from where she had been abducted. Near her body was one of her shoes and a shopping bag containing a sex toy and a witness placed a blue pickup truck near the dump site. Autopsies would later determine that April had been sexually assaulted, held for about a day, and then strangled to death before being disposed of in the ditch about four hours before the jogger came by. The city of Fort Wayne reeled at the loss of one of their children, and two local stations offered a reward fund to try and aid in the investigation, and additional funds were raised to help the grieving family bury April. Meanwhile, 90 volunteer members of the community formed the Associated Parents Regional Independent League, or APRIL, to help the police not only solve April's case, but any and all missing children's cases in their area. The members of the Fort Wayne community were not going to let this happen to another child and were going to make April's killer answer for his crimes. Unfortunately, while there was DNA found at the scene that was sent off for testing, the results were inconclusive and did not match any of the few suspects that they had. A composite sketch was created, but much like the DNA, it yielded no results. On May 21st, 1990, police got a strange break in April's case. On a St. Joseph Township barn, they found the following message written in crayon. I kill eight-year-old April M. Tinsley. And did you find the other shoe? Ha ha, I will kill again. The month after the message was found, seven-year-old Sarah Jean Boker's body was found in Fort Wayne. And investigators initially believed the two deaths were connected and formed a homicide team to investigate both cases. On April 7th, 1991, the team called in the Behavioral Science Unit, or BAU, and they determined that while the cases were similar, they were not connected. And with that, April's case was back to square one. Years passed, and April's case began to chill. Then, on Memorial Day weekend in 2004, four more notes seemed to pop up all around Fort Wayne. Three were left on the bicycles of young girls and the other in a mailbox. Three were in plastic bags that included condoms and Polaroids of a man's lower body. One read, Hi, honey, I've been watching you. I am the same person that kidnap and rape and kill April Tinsley. You are my next victim. If you don't report this to the police and I don't see this in the newspaper or on the local news, I will blow up your house. Police were able to get DNA off the condoms and connect them to the DNA found on April Tinsley, meaning that these letters did come from the killer and not some individual with a sick sense of humor. Hoping that the new letters could bring forth some new evidence, April's family held a press conference in June of 2005 asking for any witnesses and leads. And in June of 2009, Indiana officials called in the FBI's Child Abduction Response Deployment Response Team. 
Even the BAU came back to help with a profile that said that the killer was a long-term and persistent offender who was likely a white male in his 40s through 50s, living or working in Fort Wayne, Allen County area with a low to medium income. This information was broadcasted on shows like America's Most Wanted, Crime Watch Daily, and on Investigation Discovery. And in 2015, Parabon Labs created and released a snapshot composite sketch based on the DNA profile of the killer. In 2018, the DNA was sent to Parabon Nanolabs and cross-checked with the files in GED Match in hopes of finding a relative of the killer. Basically, from the research I did, one thing was abundantly clear. Those involved in April's case were relentless. They never gave up, and even though it took a lot of time and a lot of effort, they were determined to find the monster that hurt this little girl. And in July of 2018, that's exactly what they did. On July 2nd, 2018, genealogists narrowed down the list of suspects to two brothers, one of which was John D. Miller of Grable, Indiana. Police found used condoms in his trash and a quick DNA test confirmed what they suspected. This man, after 30 years of investigating, was the man who raped and murdered April Tinsley. When police approached John and asked why he thought they were questioning him, he replied, April Tinsley. He confessed to his crimes, pled guilty, and on December 21st, 2018, was convicted and sentenced to 80 years in prison on the charges of child molestation and murder. At the earliest, he will be released in 2058, though I doubt he will live long enough to see life outside of prison. In May of 2019, the nine investigators who worked tirelessly to solve April's case were given the National Association of Police Organizations National Policing Award in recognition for their collaborative efforts over the course of 30 years to obtain justice. They came from the Indiana State Police, the FBI, the Allen County Sheriff's Department, and the Fort Wayne Police Department. They were considered the most dedicated officers in America. Thank you for joining me in my morning cup of murder. Please join me again tomorrow to hear what terrible thing happened on December 22nd. Don't forget to rate and subscribe and let me know how you like it. If you want to help support the podcast, there's always Patreon or just sharing it with your true crime obsessed friends. And remember, stay safe. Hi, we're Eliza, Allison, and Carlin, and we're the hosts of Resolved Mysteries Podcast. Our podcast follows the 80s and 90s television show Unsolved Mysteries, hosted by Robert Stack. We have a love for true crime and the unsolved. If you don't remember Unsolved Mysteries, we forgive you, but you don't have to know to get into our show. If you like true crime stuff, ghost stuff, alien stuff, or just stories about weird shit like Bigfoot, this is your podcast. The stories we cover range from totally ridiculous to truly heartbreaking. We do detailed research on all of the segments that Unsolved Mysteries aired, then drink some wine and give you the latest updates on every case. We talk about stories that will leave you laughing, crying, and occasionally outraged. Resolve Mysteries podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you get your favorite pods. Join us and perhaps you may be able to help solve a mystery. mystery.